welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. Hello, it's Debbie Gilbert here from the Business Awards Show, and I'm also the founder of the Best Business Women Awards. And this morning, I am joined by Becky Benfield Humberstone, who is the brand artisan. She has actually been in business for 25 years in a number of different guises, which we'll talk about. And she's also won, oh my goodness, so many awards. She has an armful um, of awards in fact probably several armfuls so we're also going to be talking to her about her experiences not just from her her own point of view of winning awards but also um, from her client's perspective as well because she also writes award entries so welcome Becky hello Debbie lovely to see you and lovely to speak to you oh it's great so um I don't even know where to start because there's so much I want to talk to you about so let's let's begin with um, your current business and what you're up to at the moment. And then you can obviously fill in any gaps that you'd like to about your previous business career. So what are you up to at the moment, Becky? Uh, so the current business uh, is called, well, it's called The Brand Artisan. And it's a bit of a unique one because what I do is I specialise in in branding, marketing and copywriting. So it's like the, the holy trilogy. That's what I class it as. Um, so basically, clients come to me with like a big vision, like a dream, like, you know, they want to a new business or a new brand or a new website or to launch a course, for example. And my specialism is actually making that happen. So I would do all their branding, you know, marketing, build websites, write all the copy, social media, LinkedIn profiles, you name it, basically anything and everything. I would, I will pull it together to make sure it happens. So uh, amazing. And what took you down that path, Becky? Um, I think it's just all the experience <laughs> I've learned, learned, to be honest, you know, I've always had businesses, um, so always were sort of, you know, planning and, and sort of doing my own marketing and copywriting. So it's, it's I suppose it's distilling all that knowledge down into what the business I have today and and helping clients achieve, you know, what the success they want. You know, it's sort of it's turning it around in a funny way. So where did you start? You know, what was the first business oh. that you had? Okay, my first business is like the most weirdest business you can ever imagine. Um, so my first business was called Utterly Horses, and we were a retailer of model horses. So the easiest way to explain it is like Barbie, but with model horses. <laughs> so you could buy, you know, the model, and then you buy the, like the tack and the saddle and the stable for it and, and create like a whole world, basically. So we retailed um, models from manufacturers all over the globe. Um, we got to a size that we were the biggest retailer in Europe, you know, sort of 2000 items and traveling all over the world, going to sort of conventions and events and things like this. So for many years, that's what we did. And then it evolved actually into uh, Copper Fox. Um, if you're watching a video, these are some of the models behind me. Um, so we actually then made our own brand. So we manufactured our own range of horses. So we had a uh, factory out in China. So I'd be out there back and forth checking on production and things like that. Um, and actually, that was quite unique because that was a company or a business that we actually crowdfunded as well. So we did that and raised all the funds uh, in that as well. So as you can see, you know, just A, having a unique, unique business, 
And then the journey when we went on enabled me to learn so many skills, um, usually the hard way, I have to say. <laughs> you know, you get something wrong, you, you sort of got the consequences from it. And so I suppose it's just taking all those skills and learnings and expertise and trying things and failing and, you know, just learning what works. And that's where it's got me where I am today. So that is what we have to do in business, though. I think we oh, yeah. have to learn by our mistakes. And people who think their trajectory is going to be all plain sailing it's not going to happen you know we're going to that's no that's the fun it's the roller coaster of entrepreneurship (laughs) you know literally in the morning you're like on the best roller coaster ever and then the the afternoon that's it you're on that bottom bottom dip but that's what we you know that's what we we get into you know um I mean there was a point actually because I we sold Cobb Fox our own brand we sold it to an American uh company so it's still going but in different hands and at that point I sort of said I need somebody else to pay my salary <laughs> so I actually I actually went completely opposite I went corporate for three years yeah um I went and worked for the Imperial War Museum um oh, totally different yeah so, but again it's just that I, I joined as like a retail assistant ended up I left as a assistant manager <laughs> so you know even in that guys again I learned diff- you know different stuff of you know managing teams and staffs and how you work within the corporate sector again so it's um you know, once you're an entrepreneur, you always have itchy feet and you can never sort of stay, you know, in that environment. I, you know, I only stayed for so long because it mm. was calling me back and had to do something else. So, oh, so did you do anything else before the brand artisan or was the brand artisan the next thing? Uh, that was the next thing, but I probably started off in a different way. I started more as a, like a VA um, mm-hmm. doing that. And then it sort of evolved into copywriting. And then again, it sort of evolved in into into more of a branding side because what I would do as a copywriter would I'd naturally do their branding anyway because Mm. I needed that to actually be able to write you know good content and copy um so it's just like a a natural progression really um Mm. and it's sort of taken the time just to figure out you know what I really like doing and and what I'm good at so um and and also I think it's having that bravery to actually embrace it and, and do it all because there's so many people that say no you've got to niche down you know you've got to you know, stay within that little segment, um, which I am, but it's just a bit of a bigger segment. Than mm. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think actually um, it's good to have a, a, a nice broad range of clients in different industries mm. because you learn loads of different things about different industries rather than, yeah, there is a school of thought that says you should niche and that, that, that way you become an expert. But I think it's how you feel yourself and what mm. you want to do. I don't think there is a one size fits all answer to that. And some people prefer that lovely range of different industries. And some mm. people like to just focus on one particular industry. Um, so awards, when did they sort of hit your radar? Right at the beginning, I have to say, even first okay. business. So first awards was probably about 2001. So that was when I was in the the young entrepreneur category, which mm-hmm. unfortunately I don't fit anymore. <laughs> but, you know, that's again. And that was my first sort of, t- you know, writing those inventories. And what I used to use it for is actually a, a, a gauge of how to run the business and, and to know which way you are heading. You know, when you had to answer those questions about, you know, what's your five year plan? You know, where are you going? You know, what successes and what, you know, what's helped mold the business where you have had to answer those it was a great way of thinking about where you're going and what you're doing. Um, I mean, it, these days, you know, it's very easy to set up a business, you know, very mm. easy. I mean, I, you know, that's, I could do one this afternoon. It's not a problem, but the actual 
running on it and operating it and actually making sure it succeeds is a different matter. And I think that's where the awards, where you write your entry, that helps you sort of clarify that sort of vision and where you're going. So you use it as a form of reviews. Yes, definitely. And how do you select which awards you enter? Are you as a business? Um, I think it's it's a. I usually like a bit of a mix. So I do like the regional ones because, again, if you, you've got to think also at another point of view. You know, the regional events. Again, if you go to the ceremonies, it's a good networking tool. So again, it's building your network and building, you know, people that can help you or you know possible clients. Um, but then also the national ones are good for the same sort of reason and also for the PR and and the publicity as well. So generally it's a blend really um and also i think it's also just looking at the calendar and seeing what kind of fits as well, <laughs> as well. exactly what you, what you can squeeze in you know what yeah. can i because i think that's sort of the key is is to think about you have to spend the time on the entry it's not like a quick 10 minute job and off it goes you actually have to spend time tailoring it to that answer you know they've asked you a specific question you've got to make sure that you give enough sort of answer and and proof in in what you're saying um mm. Yeah, that's exactly it. And when you're writing entries for clients, um, Mm -hmm. are you looking for industry specific awards for them or a similar strategy that that you adopt yourself, which is a mix of local national industry awards? I usually go for a bit of mix because Mm. um, it depends on the client. I mean, I've got some which are more sort of environmentally focused, so more sustainability. So I would tend to sort of head more that way. Um, and again, it's it's also in line with what their vision is and where they're going. Um, so, for example, if they want a really big push at like a regional, local level, then obviously the local mm-hmm. sort of awards are better um, for the PR and sort of to, to raise the awareness within those areas. So, I mean, obviously, this particular business is about three years old now. So mm-hmm. what would you say have been your challenges um, that you've had to overcome during the past three years? I think it's uh, the, the the hardest thing is being um, is choosing the right projects to work on. I think in the early stages, like like we all do, we will happily take on any work that comes our way, um, but or not always is it the right client or the or the right project. So I think that's probably a a key bit that I've learned is to sort of <laughs> be discerning about and really think about you know is this the right person, you know, um, and can we work well together or 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 not? I think that's um one thing but I think like anything it is that learning you have to learn it the hard way you know mm. I can say that three three years later whereas it, the first year it's you know you you do anything just to keep to keep going don't you yeah. and I think that's what everybody would say the same you know that you had to learn by doing it and you refine it from there so and are you somebody that networks a lot locally where you live or do you get most of your work via word of mouth or through the internet? Where do you get your leads? It's it's a mixture, actually. Um, so it's referrals and, and networking. I think I'm that classic one of also trying to do my own marketing. It's probably one of the hardest things because it's mm. just trying to take the time to dedicate that to your your own sort of thing. I think it's um, got to a point, actually, I, I'm always scheduling myself in as a client to actually get it done <laughs> because it's the only way. Otherwise, it's I, you know, I'm. I usually I will put all my clients first. Their work comes first before mine. But you have got to think about, you know, that the pipeline of people coming through and more bit more work and more projects, you know, to keep to keep the lights on and the uh, the internet working. So, mm-hmm. and so if um somebody who's listening to this is a relatively new business, what sort of mm-hmm. advice would you give them to get all their ducks in a row to kind of the key areas they need to focus on for success? Well, I'm going to say branding 
<laughs> I tell you why I think this makes more sense because to me branding is more so I explain it to people it's the foundation of your business um it's also the fuel that fuels your business and also it's the feeling to your business so if, when you do the brand properly you understand you know who what it is where it's going how it's going to get there and and who it's for so once you understand that then suddenly the plan going forward is so much clearer you've got a clarity in where you're heading and I think that's usually the problem with a lot a lot of younger sort of new businesses is that they start but they can't necessarily see long term where they're heading or the route to get there Mm. so I think that's the best way it is to take the time it seems so counterintuitive to do it but take the time to do that sort of step you know, to really dig deep and think about it properly, you know, where do I really want to go? You know, am I just playing small or do I want to do something really big, you know, and then work it backwards? Because mm, um, a, good a lot of people, you know, I talk, I even the clients I bring, you know, they come to me with their sort of vision, inverted commas, but when actually I dig deeper, it's actually a very sort of almost a diet version of what they really want. They actually want something bigger. Um, but because they've never sat and thought about it long enough, you know, they've sort of settled to the first thing that popped into their head rather than actually the thing they really, really, really wanted. Yeah, because so people can rush it, can't they? They just yeah. sort of, oh, that, that name will do, that colour exactly. will do, that, yeah. you know, without sort of putting that foundation in place. Correct. Which yeah. they'll end up having to do later on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if you do it once first, you know, do it right the, the first time, then it's like building a house. You know, you've got to have those foundations in place to be able to build upon. You know, if you haven't got the solid foundations, you're just going to have to be rebuilding it every few years, which is a lot of work and a lot, you know, it's a big lift all the time. Whereas you take the time to do it from the beginning. It's it's just gives you such a solid base to suddenly grow from. Um, You know, that's hence why I do. That's everything I do. It's always branded first because that's where it all starts. You know, that's where you think about it all. So when people come to you, do you have a look at, and they've already got their brand, I mean, do you have a look at all of that first? I'd go back through it. Literally, I literally, we would re, you know, pinpoint, even if it's been the business for five, six years, I would still go back and look at it. Okay, is this really what you want to do? You know, is this, is this, do you really want it to look like this? Or is actually, is it, is it working? Is it not working? You know, mm. um, and because we cover like, you know, customers, who do you work with? You know, what collaborations can you do? You know, where does it want to go? Is it what legacy do you want to leave? It's all these sort of really big questions that are so easy just to say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'll think about that another day. But if you if you don't, you're just going to be sort of wandering in the in the marketplace, sort of bouncing from here to there, sort of hoping to get into the right place. But mm. I want so I, yeah. what's on the cards for you over the next sort of year 18 months what's on your planner oh, well <laughs> so I um so usually my other way my other unique way of working so I usually work with a client one-on-one so I would only usually have one client at a time um, which is unusual because usually you usually juggle quite a few um so I for a year ahead I've got yeah I've got a couple of projects on the go which is great um but then also I'm sort of moving into sort of more of the teaching sphere so I want to also teach people how to brand properly mm-hmm from the beginning um so that's what i would like to help is teaching that through like little micro courses or just you know little sort of things that you can go and do so you can actually sort of you know understand where you're heading 
Um, so would a book be on the cards maybe oh there's always a book always a book <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a I'm a writer as well sorry I have I'm a such a I'm one of those classic entrepreneurs where you know never too many things going on <laughs> so um I have I have got a published children's book so I'm a published author oh um, really what's the uh, children's books about uh, wait I'll get your picture it's um <laughs> I know see look oh wow santa's spitfire christmas yes oh, and this is um, so, it's actually, so it's published by the imperial war museum it's oh brilliant link, yeah link um but no i have got so i've got several sort of children's books on the go but then also eventually hopefully yes there'll be a, a business book as well so oh. well they could even be a tv series on the back of a children's book I know, they? all the all the options you know i've got screenplays yeah. on the go and everything so yeah oh, of course. goodness <laughs> exciting so, and we always ask for a few little business tips at the end of the podcast. So what uh, business tips can you share? Oh, it's, it's going to be a classic brandy one again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just please, everybody brand properly. Oh. You know, just really, honestly, if you if anybody wants an outline of how to do it, just send me a note and I'll send you what I what I use, even if it's just a prompt, because, I, you know, there's so many fabulous businesses out there. And I sometimes I look at them and think, oh, if you only just did this, one tweak it would make all the difference and that's what I really want to help people sort of understand you know is, is to really sort of you know no dreams too big if you do it if you plan for it um, and, and the way to work for it so I think you know I think it's just bringing that sort of into into the into the mix I think so when you're out and about yeah are you always looking at oh businesses and how they brand themselves and positioning and things like that so who's out there that you think oh my gosh they've really got it right they've nailed it is there anyone that kind of springs to mind I think not I don't necessarily look at the big ones because I like the small independent businesses you know you look at those and Mm. think some of those oh god they're they're fabulous you know they the way they've really thought about it and and the little sort of hidden sort of messages and the you know all that sort of that's brilliant you know on point um I think also they're the best ones to look at because they are relatable mm. um I think it's also important to remember like you know not everybody nobody can have a brand like Coca-Cola never no because a brand is completely separate they can have the same business mm. but brand is separate and I think it's trying to get into that mentality of you know really championing what you're good at and your uniqueness and almost be proud to stand out in the sea of everybody because that's what brand is about at the end of the day it's, it's making yourself individual and and why you're different to everybody else um it's yeah but as I say when I go out yes <laughs> I will be out <laughs> snapping pictures oh, you know oh, terrible terrible gosh <laughs> I know and it's uh it's always good to kind of look around see what other people are doing and I agree sometimes when I'm in one of the sort of small artisan shops because mm. I live in Somerset now Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see something, you'll think, "Oh my gosh, that's just so gorgeous!" And the mm-hmm. way they've done it is so amazing. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a high street brand, does it? I mean, no. small brands can do things really, really well. Oh, and they become can very recognisable. Yeah, they can punch punch by their weight, you know, by a long way because it is that attention to detail. As you know, it's all the it's all the small things, all those little personalised quirks that make them different, that make them stand out. And it's almost thinking, you know, what can I do in that that sort of vein to make me different you know it could be that you know if you're a retail business that you you know you tissue wrap everything or things like that to give you an example so when I had my first business um when we sent out products to people every single product used to be tissue wrapped 
Uh, so it used to be uh, purple tissue, and we used to put like you know the little sprinkles, you know those mm. little foil confetti. Mm. So that used to get horsey ones, of course, our horses. <laughs> that used to go in, and then we used to seal it all with stickers. So we used to spend hours wrapping stuff, but it became our calling card, you know, so much so that people would send us videos of unboxing. YouTube would be full of, you know, you know, kids unwrapping all this tissue because it became such then a moment of sort of celebration you know it's like this excitement of what's inside sort of thing yeah so it's those sort of things you know that that's where i'm saying it comes back to branding still you know how do you want your it to come across how do you want people to feel when they interact mm. with your, your with your brand um so it can be as simple as that you know or it can be a like like some of the small independents do like oh, this lovely hand written cars or a little note mm. or something you know it goes a long way it does it really does go a long way it's like our best customer service category in the awards you know the judges love to see businesses that are doing something a little bit different with their customer service Mm -hmm. because saying oh well you call customers back within 24 hours I mean that's really not that's what you would expect a business to do that's not exemplary customer service but it's all those extra little things and touches that you can add that make people feel special because if Mm -hmm. somebody buys your product or service you want them to feel that they're the only customer that is important to you, right. you know, at the end of the day. Yes. And that's so important. It really is. And, you know, clearly that's one of the things you did so well with the horse business because that's what enabled you to grow it yeah. and sell it, Yes, which is no. a lot of entrepreneurs, that's their dream to be mm. able to grow a business and sell it. So um, you must, it must be lovely for you to see that it's still going. It is. Um, and, yeah, it's... It, it was also a different time. That, that's another thing to remember because this, I mean, this was an age, early internet, you know, mail order was still a thing. So it was it, it was interesting to, to grow it over that period as well, you know, to bring mm. all these different new technologies and different ways of working and, you know, all that, all the, that entailed as well. So, yeah, it was a nice legacy to leave. And I think even if I start, occasionally I'll go on and, and I'll Google and have a little, you know, reminisce and it's it's still all there so yeah it's quite nice to sort of check in every now and then see how oh, it's going. that's brilliant well well done becky it's been lovely to chat to you this morning oh thank you and uh we will put becky's details into the show notes and if you're watching the video they'll go into the comments on youtube um we wish you continued success with your business i believe you're off to an award ceremony this week it's friday yep is it how exciting and it's a double whammy because um so I'm up for an award and then I've got a client up for a, an award as well. So fingers crossed on both fronts. <laughs> yes, we shall keep our fingers crossed for you. Becky won Best Solopreneur Silver Award this year in the Best Business Women Awards. But as we said earlier, she's got about 25 awards to her name, which is incredible. Um and you can go and find all those on her website because I read them and I was like, goodness me, I need to lie down now. There are so many. <laughs> I try and <laughs> but, hide them. I'm like, Shh, don't no, tell you should never, never hide them because I think <laughs> it shows the quality of what you're doing. And I think, you know, it really does reinforce you as an expert in your industry without mm-hmm. doubt. So never, ever hide them. Mm-hmm. So we look forward That's to seeing you. Piece of, you know, not. Yeah. Uh, recommendation there you are don't hide it anyone no don't hide them they're so important so I'm sure there'll be more added to that list as time goes on so good luck and um we wish you every success so thank you thank you so much Debbie it's been wonderful to speak to you thank you thanks for listening to the business award show 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.